Welcome to For Heaven's Sake, the Seventh Heaven Podcast. I'm your co-host, Lady J. And your other co-host, T. How are you, T? Good. Kind of chilly. Yeah, yeah. It's getting fall weather time here in L.A. For once. For once. <laughs> we have now some that, Now that Halloween is over, yeah. we're like into the fall weather. Oh, I just dated this episode, didn't I? Yep. <laughs> Well, it's November 13th, which I present with no comment. <laughs> it's Monday the 13th. Um, and we're going to be talking about episode 504. Yes. Titled Busted. Oops. Oops. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was just really funny. <laughs> um Okay, so let's just get right into it. The Amazon Prime spoilie for this episode is Lucy discovers the boy she wants to kiss spent time in a mental hospital. Oh, come on. <laughs> oh, come on. I just, I don't even know what to do with this stupid spoilie. Like, it's so stupid that, like, that's what they lead with. I'm so glad I've never read them. I know. And, I mean, I'm glad I don't read them ahead of the episode either yeah. anymore. Because it really, like, they're so bad. Yeah. <laughs> like, now we have no choice but to start with this uh, this storyline. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So, let's just, okay. Uh, okay. Do we get into her storyline first? I think, I think we have to. Okay. You know? At this point, I mean, the spoilie has already, like, spilled half the beans for us. Lady J, what's the boy's name again? Mike. There we go. Pierce. Okay. Played by, um, hold on, I have this, don't tell me, Leliot something. <laughs> no, and that's important because um, I did a little bit of research on this guy, and turns out, so he's, like, a theater guy, he's, like, a stage actor. Okay. Um, and he used to do um like little theater like stage plays or whatever mm-hmm. that Jessica Beale starred in at like before or oh. I, I don't know like in the timeline of events like what came first or whatever okay. but like in his history of his career um that was something he did mm-hmm. and then he like went to college and got a degree and stuff and like now he's like an actor or whatever but like point being like like he's kind of like a cool dude yeah and he's and his character is really cool. Yeah, I really like Mike. I, yeah, I just wish he was a little bit like hotter. But I also feel like that's kind of maybe the point is mm-hmm. that he's not that like like classically hot. You yeah, know? He, he's he's cute. Yeah, he's, he's like cute. not bad. He's got that like sort of like pale blonde combo mm-hmm. that I'm not a huge fan of, mm-hmm. where you kind of look like an albino. <laughs> 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 Nothing against albinos. I'm just saying. Like, um, so, yeah, but, so let's talk about Mike. So, Lucy is getting ready to, like, get, like, um, apply to colleges for early acceptance, mm-hmm. and she met Mike at the counselor's, like, the, like, the advisor's office yeah. or whatever, and, um, he's gonna come over and help her work on her essays, on her applications yeah. and stuff, and I love how... Like, Eric casually makes, like, a sugar daddy remark. Yeah, Did you catch that? Yeah. (laughs) Father of your egg child? That's over. This guy's name is Mike. I met him in the counselor's office. He's applying for early admission, too. He's done a lot of research, so he said he'd help me out. Financially? (laughs) It's like, what is happening? Yeah. Um, leave it to Eric. I know. It's just so weird for him to say, like, what, like, what are you suggesting? Yeah, dude. That's your daughter, man. (laughs) Like. (laughs) Financially? Uh, what? Uh, (laughs) A little off color. Um, but, so she's invited him over, but, like, okay, I'm trying to figure out the level of bonkers this arrangement is that they make. Because <laughs> it's definitely a level of bonkers. I just don't know which level. <laughs> like... <laughs> okay. <laughs> Why don't you tell everybody what, what arrangement they make? Uh, he's a good negotiator. <laughs> Basically, oh my God. I'll help you with your applications and 
And in return, he wants her to accompany him at the school events. So if yeah, it's homecoming or yeah, all of them, whether it's homecoming, prom, all of them. And I'm just like, um, which isn't that it? <laughs> like how many events are there? <laughs> That's true. I have no idea. What? Like the pep rally? Like, I, I, yeah, you, you it's know? weird, but whatever. So I don't know how many things they have scheduled every week at this school, but apparently, <laughs> you know, Lucy has to attend all of them with him. So that's their arrangement, apparently. Yeah. And then to the point where, like, they even write up a contract of sorts. Yeah. Like, that, like, well, I mean, we don't really see them doing that, but, like, she gets a pen and paper, and then they, they're talking about it, so we're left to sort of assume that, like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, um... They're going to like, she'll in exchange for her to get into, like to get her applications all ready to go for every school of her choice. She'll join him, and the part that I love about this, or the part that's like the thing that makes it extremely bonkers, is when, well, you know what? Let's just play it. So you'll help me fill out the applications in a way that maximizes the possibility of acceptance and in return... I have a guaranteed date to every major event of our senior year. I, I don't know. But we've never even been out before. What if we don't like going out? It almost doesn't matter. If we don't like it at first, we'll get to like it. It's like an arranged marriage, only we're the ones arranging it. Here's what I can offer you. Outside of a well-executed application to every school of your choice, I am entirely capable of showing you every consideration at each event we attend. I can dance, I'm an excellent conversationalist, and I have impeccable manners, as well as a car and a small amount of spending money. I have virtually no friends, so there's no possibility you won't like who I hang out with. And unlike your last boyfriend, I never have to listen to what my father says because I don't have one. I really just wanted some help applying to school. I wasn't looking to complicate my life. Well, sweetheart, life is complicated. <laughs> I just, I can't. Yeah. I can't with these two. Like, I mean, it takes a certain amount of, like, balls, man, to yeah. be like, it's like an arranged marriage, except we're the ones doing the arranging. It doesn't matter if you don't like me at first. You'll grow to like it. That's, like, weird shit to say to someone. But before he starts, like, laying the groundwork of what this arrangement yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. I thought she was totally digging him. Well, I don't even know. So, okay, let's talk about that because that's an interesting thing of like when she invited him over to work on her applications or whatever, did she really mean it when she was telling her parents like there's nothing like that going on with this guy, it's just about college? Or did she always kind of sort of have that thing in her mind of like, oh, I like him? Because I would say it's the former. I would say she invited him with no pretense. Mm. I don't know. Lucy's just such a flirt that I <laughs> I couldn't help but think. Well, the... Uh, uh, yeah. yeah, no, no, please. No, go ahead. No, and I don't mean that in a bad way. It's just like I just naturally assumed that, you know, if something were to happen between them, she wouldn't hate it. Do you get what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah, I guess that's true. That, that, but, that, yeah. but again, but it doesn't mean like, oh, she was head over heels and like she had other intentions before. Um, even though she invited him over to work on applications, like I'm not saying she had other intentions. You know? Well, plus there, and then there's that moment when um, he's talking to Ruthie and mm-hmm. Ruthie's like, you should just like kiss her now because like, like what if you wait that long and then it's like not good or whatever. Yeah. But he has no intentions of like making a move at all. All. Yeah. He's his like his intentions are like super honorable in that regard. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Um I'm gonna have to cut out all this gross noises. Anyway. It's um, kinda cute. It's okay. No, I'll just <laughs> if I tell myself to cut it out on the air, I'll know when to cut it out. Um so okay, so he has no intentions of doing that. Mm-hmm. And then, though, after they've made their arrangement, and, like, he's, like, ready to go home or whatever, mm-hmm. then he has this, like, five-minute monologue. monologue. yeah. And it's so crazy to me that, like, 
that's what's like turning her on? Yeah. I took the liberty of drafting your applications for some of the colleges that you had expressed interest in. The schools offering business degrees actually put a lot of emphasis on community work. And liberal arts colleges also want you to have practical business experience. It's really not easy to know what to write because while it looks as if the admissions boards are looking for the well-rounded student, some are only interested in the student with very specific interests. Shut up and kiss me. Not until you get an acceptance letter. Uh, I like it. Yeah. <laughs> I like that she's all shut up and kiss me and he's like, not until you get you that letter. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, they're cute. They are kind of cute. And I guess, so I guess we're going to see them be an item going forward? I guess so. Because, if like... If he disappears, I swear. I know. That would really fucking, like, suck. Yeah. Like, I don't know what I'd do with Seventh Heaven at that point. Mm-hmm. But I think they're setting something up, between, like, for these two going forward. Yes. So, so he leaves. And as he's leaving, of course, I got to play this because Eric is, like, fucking... Like smitten for Mike. Yeah. Good night, son, and, and welcome to Lucy's life. I hope you'll feel free to join us anytime for a meal, movie, laundry, whatever you need. Thank you, sir. That's a very generous offer. I'm sure we'll see each other again soon. So, uh, you like him? I hardly know him. But what you know, you like? I guess. I think he's going to be good for you. Good for us all. <laughs> good for us all. <laughs> it's like a son... Well, never mind. <laughs> I was about to say something mean, but I was like, nah, it's all right. <laughs> so, yeah. So, like, I guess Eric's into him because he's, like, helping Lucy get into college or whatever. I Not mean, only that, anything's better after Robbie. Well, yeah, but Robbie was never Lucy's boyfriend. <laughs> the brothers, both brothers that she made out with, anything oh, is better than the whole situation with Robbie. I forgot about Ronnie and Rick. <laughs> Very creative family there. Your family. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, so it's like he leaves, and Mary comes in and tells Lucy all casually yeah. that he had to take a year off from high school because he had like a mental breakdown and was yeah. institutionalized for mm-hmm. a year. God, I, I kind of wanted to reach into the screen and smack Mary. Why though? She just gets annoying when she acts um, just righteous and shit. I don't know. I, or like when she's talking down on someone, mm. I, I can't stand it. Yeah. And I especially mean, what they're doing with her character. I just uh, I want her off the yeah, show already. And But at the same time, I, I also feel really sorry for Jessica Biel. We're gonna talk, we're gonna get to Mary. I, I know. I, I'm looking forward to it, but I'm yeah. just putting yeah, that yeah, out yeah. there. I yeah. already feel bad for Jessica Biel. Like that. Uh, that's in your career, dude. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, no, the thing, the thing that I didn't like about the whole like he was institutionalized thing is that they kept calling him mental. Until, yeah. That that was extremely problematic, and the fact that like no one like Eric and Annie like don't ever chime in and go, we don't use that word. Yeah, is like really bothersome, which and also indicates to me that like oh that's just it's the 90s or like early 2000s or whatever and mm-hmm. it's like it's like no one knows not to use that term you know yeah um but then on the other hand eric is like surprisingly woke about mental illness yeah when like when um mike comes back to like talk to lucy and and the parents i get or whatever like like he like he decides he's gonna just like come clean about his past Mm -hmm. because he realizes like now that he's already crossed paths with mary like mary might have already said something so rather than like not like not be honest and upfront about it he's he's like i know it's late and everything but like i figured let me just talk to your daughter and like get this all out in the open Mm -hmm. or whatever and and then eric calls lucy down your friend Mike is in the living room. He needs to talk to you. Mary said he tried to commit suicide. He's a mental patient, or he was a mental patient. Have you ever been sick? Have you ever seen a doctor? Did the doctor help you get well? Thanks, Dad. I like that. Yeah. I really like that, like, shut it down. Like, mm-hmm. have you ever been sick? Yeah? Okay, then. Shut the fuck up, Lucy, yeah. and go talk to this dude. Yeah. <laughs> like, surprisingly woke for a show that's also using the term mental, mental. to describe him. Like, you know? I, 
Yeah, I yeah that exchange was good. I was like, okay, that's fine. actually my favorite scene of the of the episode. If because I'm being honest. he's so right. Whenever he says she can be fickle. Yeah. Oh, that's right. He says she can be fickle, so yeah. don't be offended. Don't take it personally. Right. And when he saw her become like you know go to her usual patterns, he called her out on it and said, handle it. Yeah. Nicely done. Yeah. And then they talk. So I mean, Mike and Lucy, that is talk. And he like tells her all about whatever, mm-hmm. and and then she goes like, why did she, why didn't you tell me or whatever? Like mm-hmm. or actually he admits right that like the reason he didn't tell her and like he wanted to like lock her into this arrangement yeah. before she found out and she could like run away or whatever. Uh-huh. And she goes, well I'm not running yeah. so. And then he still doesn't even kiss her then, which yeah. is like totally an opening because mm-hmm. like they're right there. Yeah. And he just like shakes her hand and like goes home. And I'm like really excited about this for Lucy because like yeah. I think maybe finally she's like met her match, you know, like in terms of like someone trying like, to pursue her. Yeah. Or and like, it's not like stimulate her mind first. Yes. Yeah. And it's not just going to be like, let's just make out and like that, that, that's our whole relationship. Like maybe they're going to build something yeah. before they like really even like take it to that level. There's a real connection for once. Yeah. <laughs> I'm excited about it. Yeah. It's, it, it should be It'll be, be fun. a cute development. Yeah. Especially after Jordan. Oh gosh! You know what Jordan. I mean? Like there hasn't been the one been... with the big lips we don't talk about. Yeah, because we really liked him, and then he went for Mary right after. <laughs> Stupid boy. Oh my gosh! So great um, about Mary anyway. No seriously though, <laughs> um, I'm kind of like saving Mary for last, Please. by the way, because there's like so much to unpack here. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um. So I guess we can talk about Simon. <laughs> okay. Well, Simon and, like, Matt. Matt's whole thing, yeah. So, okay. For, like, right off the bat, I'm, like, I'm, like, shocked by Simon's, like, blaseness mm. with which he's, like, talking about women. Yeah. I, like, I, like I'm going to play the clip, but I just don't, this just doesn't feel right. Or it doesn't feel like Simon would say the things he's saying to his mother. Mm. You know what I mean? Okay, well, you better make sure that Matt knows you've got a date so he doesn't make other plans. I already talked to him. If I didn't get a date, the two of us were just going to go hang out together and pick up chicks. He's coming over in an hour anyway. No, you weren't going to go hang out and pick up chicks. We're not going to now. One of us doesn't need to. You can't just go hang out with your brother who's in college and pick up chicks. Why not? Because your mother won't let you. It's not a thing a guy asks permission from his mother for. It's just a thing guys do. It's like, whoa, bro. Yeah, I have to admit, that conversation kind of... Yeah, that conversation threw me off. Because, is that a conversation you have with your mother, first of all? No, chicks. I mean, and I'm really glad that, like, Annie shuts it right down. Yeah. And is like, there is so much wrong with this conversation. Like, Most of all, the fact that you're using the word chicks. And second of all, that, like... You're, you're talking to your mother this way or whatever she says. But here's my concerns. Like, what's the real big deal with Simon hanging out with Matt? Like, there, there shouldn't be. Right? I there mean, shouldn't be. That's, that's his older brother. Wouldn't she rather he hang out with her with his older brother than, like, a bunch of yeah. morons his same age who are, like, also in their, like, adolescence and, like, being idiots? Like, what do you think your older son is going to do with your youngest? Exactly. That's also part of it. It's like, you raise these boys, you know they're innocent. Like, yeah. what, what are they going to do? Like, be morons and, yeah. like, be, like, whistling at chicks and shit? Obviously they, not. They're, I mean, like... Well, I don't know how many years apart at this point. Six years apart in age. Yeah. Easy. I and guess. I don't know. Because Matt is for sure it. 21 now. Like, yeah, or not over. like 22. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So what is he going to do? He's going to take his 15-year-old brother to the bar? Yeah, exactly. And let's be real. Simon can't get a good idea in Glen Oak. So, I mean, you know, it's not... <laughs> <laughs> so, you don't have to worry. Your son... Do- both sons don't smoke pot, don't care about having any cigarettes... Your, your oldest goes out to buy milk, okay? <laughs> so the fact that she's worried about Simon hanging out with Matt doesn't make any sense I to know, me. It's, I think it's, it's really stu- weird. Yeah, I, just, I think it's ridiculous, and I think it's something that they added in there 
for no reason. Yeah. This whole thing of like he's in college and you're not. Like really? The, yeah. He's like, always like, they they've always been six years apart though. They're like, trying to show what an age gap there is between them, but Annie's excuse is bullshit. It's mm-hmm. not it's not enough. We've always known that there's a big age gap. Like you just said. Yeah. We've always known this. Yeah. And yeah. if if I'm not mistaken, these boys do actually like hanging out with each other and they actually have a connection they have a bond so why would you get in between that and why would you exactly like why would you stop brotherly bonding from happening yeah in any capacity like that's weird like i don't know it's 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 like a rare moment for annie to be like on the wrong side of an argument (laughs) like you know like i don't know but but so all that being said so simon has this date and matt's gonna take him and (laughs) Horrible. I, can't. I, I literally like don't understand this girl. <laughs> I, 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 you know that ten second like forward like I really wanted to press that every time she got on screen, but of course <laughs> I had to make myself sit there and watch it just so I know what happened so I can be part of this conversation. That esterification. E s t e r i s c i a t i o n. Esterification. Like. What the fuck? What do you... You should just... I had to look it up to understand what the context was, to only to find out that there's no context for that. She Esterification is a chemistry term, yeah. which <laughs> she decides to just bust out while talking to Matt about the fact that he's a third-year pre-med student. Oh, yeah, organic chemistry. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Um, I, but I do have a question. Do we remember how old she was when she won the spelling bee? Was she ten or something? Oh, I don't know that. I don't know that we know when it was that she won them. I'm trying to understand why this is so important that she won the spelling bee and why she keeps spelling everything. I don't know. I think. I think. Okay. Here. So, best case scenario, the show is trying to make her look ridiculous by making her like spell everything she says. Worst case scenario. The show's like, look how cool spelling bees are. Yeah. <laughs> like, which as a, as a former spelling bee champion, I can tell you they're not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they are so not cool. Like, like, what the fuck? I don't understand this character at all. But again, though, balls on Marsha Chalker, because not only not only does she spend her entire date with Simon hitting on Matt, Matt yeah. she then calls the fucking house looking for him. Like, yeah. holy shit. Stop her. <laughs> yeah. Run the other way. Both of you. And I love, I just like love Matt's like amusement at this whole situation like like yeah. he can't stop himself from like cracking up every time she's like making some weird advance towards him and poor simon's in the back <laughs> watching this exchange oh my god the scene when they're in the car and she's like chatting matt up about his schooling and he's like trying to get the door open yeah but he's in the back seat of a two-door and it's like really awkward i was dying it's like pure comedy it was so good yeah oh my gosh uh so like it's the date from hell like they missed their movie she's into matt the whole time he takes her like he dropped like he takes her to her door and then he's like he's just gonna like turn and leave and she's like um you forgot something and so then they kiss but and and i swear to god they were kissing and i was like if she opens her eyes to look at matt right now i will lose it and then she did yeah and i lost it (laughs) It was awful. And then and then that's it. And then like just like Matt's kind of giving Simon like a hard time about that or whatever. But like the, then they just decide to like go out to the promenade and like hang out and pick up chicks anyway. <laughs> yeah, they do. <laughs> and, and then of course it's a bust until some some girl like approaches them and asks Can where, you tell me where the arcade is? It's the arcade, right? Yeah. yeah. And Simon's like, yeah, it's like just around the corner. <laughs> Simon doesn't get it. Matt's like, what? Matt has to be like, dude, take her there. <laughs> Come on. Take her there. This is what we're here for. <laughs> he goes, oh, right. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, and all so. I'm thinking is, who the hell still goes to the arcade? Are there even arcades? Well, back then there was definitely arcades. Yeah, there were a lot of arcades. There used to be an arcade on campus at UCLA. I really? It might still be there, honestly, I don't know. But it, you, there was like this full-on arcade with like Dance Dance and all the like machines and shit. 
Yeah. Now, now apparently, if you need an arcade, you need to drink. <laughs> like, have you noticed that? Like, there's an arcade in LA. Well, arcades and, are so yeah. popular now in yeah. LA. There's one actually down the street from here. Really? Yeah. Oh, we should go. Yeah. It's pretty fun, but it's like super small. Okay. So there's like, and all the games are always like taken, and mm. you can't really like hang out in the area where the games are. Like, okay. it's kind of just like you have to like sit in front of the machine and play kind of thing. Ah. Or then you're like in the bar area. I don't know. It's like not great. <laughs> but it's whatever. It's not the best. It's there. <laughs> it's there. Um, yeah. So, and, and the decor is really cool anyway. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah. So, they do that and then they come home <laughs> and they they have this like really fun moment <laughs> where um well i don't know should we let's talk about this to now it. okay yeah we should let's save it for the it. other for the end yes. right because it's like a lead up okay so well so that's that i mean that's it like they they met and this is my thing though matt matt just like hung around the area like waiting for simon's date to end like is that really just what happened like he just like st- sat there with his book or whatever like yeah, for ostensibly two to three hours, like. Yeah, and then got milk. <laughs> there was no milk getting in this episode. Not in this episode, <laughs> but clearly he does that. Well, I even noticed. Did you notice um, when Lucy and Mike are sitting there, like making their arrangements? They've got like a plate of cookies, and they each have this giant glass of milk in front of them. Like, yeah. the amount of milk these children drink. Like, listen, I understand that, like. Like, it's better than, like, soda or whatever, but, like, milk is not great for you. Yeah. Of course, back then, they didn't know that. <laughs> I mean, it is the early 2000s. Yeah, everybody it's was early all about 2000. milk. <laughs> um, okay, so, should we talk about Ruthie, then? And then that'll help lead us into the other stuff? Yes. Okay. So... <laughs> Lucy, we opened the episode on like, uh, not Lucy, Ruthie, doing like a fucking like secret agent level amount of like stealth work to try to like get some privacy. Yeah. To write in her, like in a diary that she's got. Mm hmm. Did you notice, by the way, that the door has a lock on it? Yeah. <laughs> Her bedroom door has a lock on it. And she's, so, like, fucking putting chairs under yeah. there. She's got a key in another place that leads to a thing with another key yep. that then unlocks the box that has the diary in it. Like, Jesus. I mean, yeah. I take that back. I was about to say, I was like, when it comes to parents, I don't think a lock really matters. They'll still come in. They'll find a way to get in. You get what I'm saying? And so, I mean, yeah. But it's just funny to me that, like, she took the precaution of the door, door yeah. when the door's got a lock. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was right there. There's a lock. <laughs> I, just engage it, at least. Um, anyway. So, so she's like, we see her, like, sitting in the closet, like, um pencil poised over her diary and we were reminded that she's a lefty i knew that but i had forgotten it Mm -hmm. um and she has like nothing to write about (laughs) nothing she's just like drawn a blank and i gotta say like at first i thought like oh that's cute like she wants to keep a diary she's like you know becoming that's what i thought too and then of course like now she's got a diary she has nothing to write about like that's adorable but then we find out that, like, no, it's actually for school. Yeah. Like, the teacher wants them to keep a diary, mm-hmm. which they'll then turn in to the teacher once a week or whatever. Yeah. At which point, I'm like, well, it's not really a diary then. It doesn't have to be, like, or maybe, like, almost like it shouldn't be your deepest, most personal and private thoughts, right? Yeah. It should be more just, like, a journal, like, this happened and that happened mm-hmm. and whatever. Because... Are you really gonna give your teacher your fucking like locked diary? Like, yeah. like if you're that secretive about it at home, like, and then you're just like, here, teacher, read all about my life. It's weird, right? It is. I I think it's weird. I wouldn't want to share my secrets with. Nope. Yeah. Nope. If I had a journal, that shit's gonna get buried with me or burned oh. with me, whichever one. <laughs> I have too many journals. They they would have to like line my coffin. <laughs> No, that shit's going with me, dude. If there's one thing that goes with me, it's that. <laughs> but, 
I do remember though. I mean, I, and you and I were in like different homerooms. Yeah. And even though we went to the same school and the same grade, but like, I do remember we had one teacher, which I can't remember who he or she was now, like for what class it was. Mm-hmm. But that was a thing. Like he did, he maybe he did have us keep a journal. That's true. But but see, but the pretense of that was like. You're going to keep a journal for this class. Yeah. And it's going to be whatever you want it to be. And mm-hmm. you'll turn it in each week and you'll get like bonus points or whatever the fuck. Yeah. So it's, and that's different from like telling your student like, oh, let me read your diary every week. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like that's it's two different things. Like, I don't know. What is this private school assignment? <laughs> yeah, really. And she's all being like, and she's like not very good at being secretive about it like she's like i'm not doing anything oh no not me you know so like of course they know something's up um but she realizes she has nothing to write about so she's like following lucy around and stuff and like annie and eric around because they're the only ones in the house like trying to like come up with like juicy stories to put in her diary (laughs) which is really cute i mean if you think about it um except that (laughs) No, the best is, uh, wait, are we talking about what Lucy tells the parents? Oh, we could. I mean, what were you going to say? No, I, I, that's kind of what I wanted to talk okay, about. Yeah. Only just like, the best is that Lucy is trying to get her parents' attention to say something. And again, she's being ignored. Okay, that is actually my most hated trope in television. When when the person has something to say, and instead of just like saying it, they're like, "Oh, you're you're gonna really want to talk to Ruthie now." Like, yeah. trust me. Like, no, dude, just fucking spit it out, girl. Like, yeah. what are you like? Come downstairs after you've read the diary and tell your parents. Um, I just read in Ruthie's diary that she saw you two have sex. Yeah. Instead of like, you're gonna really want to talk to Ruthie, you guys. Yeah. Like, I hate that. Well, but so that's what happens. <laughs> so Ruthie saw Eric and Annie have sex. Yep. <laughs> and I love that she's like cut to she's in her closet and she's like, "Are you never gonna believe what I saw mom and dad doing?" <laughs> <laughs> How is she not scarred? I know she's like surprisingly like giggle fest about it yeah when annie like goes to confront her about not confront her but like kind of like look at the diary and take out the like the offending pages or whatever um ruthie's like oh my god that was so hilarious what i saw you guys doing yeah and annie's like okay but like also private yeah (laughs) like and she's like oh don't worry like i'm never gonna be thinking about that again like ew or whatever and then i could have done without the man and woman distinction you know that was a little like not woke but like the idea that like you know it's a super private thing and it's a very special thing that like shouldn't be broadcast and that kind of shit she keeps giggling on her way out the door yeah ruthie's just like dying of laughter about it um which again is really like funny yeah (laughs) it's funny that she finds it funny i agree which also begs the question like how do you think Eric and Annie have sex? <laughs> That's what I thought. I'm like, wait, why is this like, funny? They they have to be like under the covers, right? Like they have to be under the covers people. Like there's no way they're like, they're like out there, right? Um, I don't know. <laughs> but then on this, on that same token, like if Ruthie saw them, I guess they're not under the covers or did, is that what, did she just see a bunch of like wriggling under the covers? Like, you know what I mean? You need to stop talking. <laughs> I'm curious. Listeners, write in and tell us how you think Eric and Annie do it. Hashtag doing it style. <laughs> doing it style. Um, yeah. So, okay. So then when Matt and Simon come home um, and Matt learns that like, oh, Simon was forbidden from hanging out with him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, they go upstairs to, like, talk to Annie, and, well... Ruthie saw something that she shouldn't have, a a private moment between your father and me. She saw you guys, uh... Having S-E-X? Yeah. Yes. 
Well, it was bound to happen sooner or later. No, it wasn't. It's never happened before. <laughs> never happened before? We've, we've all seen you. I, I've seen you. Mary's seen you. Lucy's seen you. Simon, Simon's seen you. Hey, wait, did you do that thing where you say you're going upstairs to check on one of the kids and then Dad <laughs> says he's going to go upstairs and check on you? And that usually throws up a red flag and we all steer clear. But Ruthie didn't know the signal. Well, how did the rest of you know the signal? It's kind of an obvious signal. No, it isn't. Yes, it is. <laughs> go to bed. I don't live here. Go to bed anyway. <laughs> and then we see Annie, like, run and get the toolbox yeah. to start fixing the lock on their door. <laughs> oh, my God, it's so good. It remind like, a few things happened to me whenever I was uh, watching that. I remembered Modern Family. Oh, yeah. That episode where, like, it, you know, their door doesn't lock, and then the kids walk in on it, and they're uh -huh. horrified, and then now when the door is locked, they're like, oh, like, they, <laughs> it's a dead giveaway. So I remember that, but um, that conversation between Matt and, uh, well, whatever, with the three, it was awesome. Yeah. Uh, it's, it was my favorite part of this episode, yeah, honestly. So, I guess we should get into Mary now. Oh, fine. <laughs> fine, let's talk about her. Uh... Okay, so she's just, like, going to just continue down this downward spiral. I mean, like, she has yet to hit rock bottom. No. Right? I mean, and this episode isn't it. Yeah. Um, she, we learn, is not working at the pizza place anymore. Yeah. And they casually just mention that. Like, she's she hasn't found another job yet because Pete of Pete's Pizza told her that like they're not doing that well and so they had to cut back on people's hours and yeah shit. so she's out of another job mm -hmm. which we saw her tell the same story about when she got fired from eddie's yeah so i wouldn't be surprised if she got fired from pete's as well you know yeah and it just said the same story but of course it, it all happens off screen so like we never mm -hmm. we're, not, we're not gonna know the truth of that but whatever and then we find out that she's gonna go to dinner at frankie and johnny's Mm -hmm. So, like, they're back, holler. But, um, they go, like, she goes over there, and we already see that there's, like, ten, like, we have already known from the last episode that, like, Johnny's, like, not the greatest. Yeah. And, and that, Frankie, too. Well, she's not great, but at the same time, like, she's, she's bearing the most of the burden. Yeah. Like, of this relationship, because Johnny... Johnny seems to think that, like, just because he married Frankie, like, like, oh, he, like, he's good. Like, he won. Like, or yeah. not, not that he won, but, like, he did like, a good like thing. he's done his duties or yeah. whatever. Because, like, hey, I married you or whatever. And it's like, well, okay. But, like, little things, like, she's fucking, like, she's on the phone. She's making food. And she's carrying the baby. And he's, like, fucking watching cartoons in the back. Like, yeah. what the hell? <laughs> like, that mm -hmm. would drive me crazy, you know? Like, if I was Frankie. Yeah. Like, what the hell are you doing? So then Mary comes over, and he gives her the most inappropriately, ridiculously long fucking hug of life. Yeah. Like, so fucking weird. Like, what the hell's that supposed to be about, you know? And then... Then they're, like, making dinner... And she, like, fires up the grill, and he's like, cool. And she's like, okay, well, can you do something about this? Yeah. And he's like, like, oh, I guess I'll make a meat. Like, yeah. dude, what the fuck? Like, what is your problem? He's so, he's so weird. And lazy and just a creep. Yeah. And then, so, okay, so the whole thing, too, is, like, Mary mentions to Frankie that Lucy brought home a bunch of college brochures and stuff. Yeah. And Frankie, like, makes a comment about, like, oh, like, that's interesting. Like, I wish I could have gone to college or whatever. And this is all over the phone. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, of course, Johnny's in the back, like, oh, make sure you get a scholarship. Like, shut the fuck up, dude. Yeah. Like, really? Like, are you going to watch cartoons or are you going to eavesdrop on my conversation? Because if you're going to eavesdrop anyway, fucking take the baby and leave. Yeah, <laughs> like, dude. What the fuck? Anyway. Um, but so anyway, so Frankie's like, oh, that's interesting. Like, I wish I could have gone to college. And Mary's like, well, why don't I bring some of these with me? And we could like, look at them. And like, which is a huge step forward for Mary because yeah, she's so adamant about like no college, yeah. no college. Mm -hmm. The fact that she's even like 
interested in looking at a brochure yeah. is like pretty telling, you know. Mm-hmm. So so she brings these brochures. But then, like, it's never a good time to look at them, right? Like, yeah. either it's like, we haven't eaten yet, I can't focus, I'm too hungry. Or after dinner, when she and, she and Johnny have a big fight and he leaves, she decides to get high. And yeah. then it's like, well, I'm too stoned now to, like, look at brochures. Um, but they have this really real moment when all that, like, after she's gotten high, <laughs> um, they, ha- like, for the first time, I feel like we're getting a glimpse of like our Mary, you know, like yeah. like the real Mary. Oh, so that's why you don't drink and smoke or anything. Yeah, kind of, and kind of because I feel out of control anyway. Like I couldn't get my life back on track even if I wanted to. Not that I want to, it's not so bad, just existing, just existing. I know what you mean. Every time I make an effort to do something, it just feels like there's so much resistance. I give up before I even get started. Maybe we could help each other. Maybe we could make an effort together. Maybe we could go to college and see if anything changes. I brought the brochures. Do you want to look at them? No, I'm, I'm too out of it now. Maybe some other time. Yeah, maybe some other time. Hey, don't say it like that. Don't give up on me. I need a friend. I need a friend, too. So tomorrow, we'll look at the colleges, we'll pick one, and and we'll apply to one. Okay, tomorrow. I mean, it's like the most commitment level Mm -hmm. we've, like, seen Mary even, like, willing to get at. And the fact that she even admits, like, the whole like out of control thing you know like where and then she like quickly is like not that I want to or anything like it's not that bad but like clearly yeah. like you can sense in yourself that maybe your life isn't quite where you wanted it to be yeah you know I don't know and I think the more she hangs out with Frankie and Johnny the more she's gonna see that yeah the only problem is is like Frankie and Johnny are like so fucked up like, like, it's in its little things, right? Like, do you smoke? Oh, that's why you don't smoke and drink. Do you want a beer? And she's like, no, like, I don't want a beer. No, I don't smoke. Like, yeah. you know, it's like, but like, I keep thinking about, um, I, I keep thinking about how easy it is to fall into a pattern or a series of habits or a lifestyle or whatever without even realizing that that's what's happening mm-hmm. and then like looking at it one day and going like how did I get here you know yeah. like like how did I get to where I'm at right now which is like let's say not where I want to be or whatever you know and it's days it's like things like this like it's a day where you're like I'll innocently go and hang out with my friends at their house for a dinner like why not and then, and then the next thing you know, it's like you're having a beer, you know? Yeah. And the next thing you know, you've, like, had five beers, and you're not even 21 yet, and then that becomes your habit. Like, oh, I can do this again. I've done it before, you know? Mm-hmm. And then it's like, oh, I'll take a puff of this pot, like, whatever. And then, like, here I am. And, when, and I say all this not to, like, judge that lifestyle. I'm just saying, like, it's very easy yeah. to fall into that lifestyle. It's true. Without really even thinking too much about it, you mm-hmm. know? And so I can appreciate that Mary is at least thinking about it consciously enough that she's not just, like, falling into this life if, yeah. if at all. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying she is falling into this life. I'm just saying, like, like at least she's, like, still sort of thinking consciously about, like, no, I'm not going to have this beer now because last time I had a beer, I got stopped by a cop, and that was, like, scary and shit, so, like, I'll just have a soda. You know, like, that's still, like you know, shows the the conscious thought process. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to do with this girl. She's just annoying me at this point. So then, she comes home, and we find out... Well, Eric gets a call. Yeah, Eric gets a call. Eric gets a call from the police station mm-hmm. that... Frankie and Johnny have been arrested for marijuana possession. Yeah. Which don't even get me started on the hilarity of 
the fact that fucking marijuana was like a felony drug at the time. But anyway, um, so they've been arrested on that and they've called Eric to bail them out. Yeah. Which Mary, though, does confirm for us because I was like, oh, shit. Did Mary tell them like they could do that? And he asks her point blank. Eric does. Eric's yeah. like, did you or did you not tell them they can call me if they ever got busted? And she's like, no. So at least there's that. Yeah. Because cause Mary pisses me off in this scene mm-hmm. when she's like insisting that like he help them. Yeah. And like just do this one thing for them and da da da. They're my friends. And Eric's like, what? Like, are you like, fuck? Like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Like, where am I going to get this money from? Get the church church money? Like, what the fuck? And and the fact that she can't even understand, like, see how crazy she's being. Like, it's so insane. She's such a brat, dude. Like, she's just frustrating. I I can't stand watching her on screen. I'm annoyed of her character. And all, all I'm thinking is I'm looking forward to when they write her off. Yeah, I just and don't think it's m- going to happen anytime soon I know, and it's anymore. Sad. I think we're going to see this downworld fucking spiral for like all of this season. And it's driving me crazy thinking about it cuz I'm just like like where like where do we even go from here? And then because this is the point the point that I was going to make earlier is like to add insult to injury. So, okay, Eric and Mary exchange words. She's, like, pissed at him. She's like, if you don't help them, I'm going to help them. And Eric's like, how the fuck are you going to help them? You can't even help yourself right now, yeah. you know? And so he's like, you're never going to see these idiots again. I'm going to, of course, go down there because I can't help myself. Like, I'm Eric, you know? Mm-hmm. So he goes down there and gets them out. And then they call Mary... Or Frankie calls Mary. From home, yeah. From home and goes like, oh my God, your dad's the best. Like, thank you so much, whatever. And Mary's like, yeah, yeah. And she goes like, do you don't know how, or like, do you know how lucky you are to have parents that care? Yeah. And Mary's like, I do. And so then I'm like, and what are you going to do about it, bitch? Yeah. Like, are you going to change your life at all? Are you going to act like you fucking deserve these parents that you have? Like, like what? Like, uh, it's really painful. I hate watching these scenes with her like this. Mm-hmm. I can't do it anymore. I mean, I'm going to, but like, <laughs> I'm going to, like, uh, clearly. But like, it's just like, why? Like, why? She has no redeeming qualities at all anymore. Mm-mm. I don't care. I mean, either. I don't care for her. How did she fall this hard? Like, like. How do you turn it's really actually an interesting like like study in like how a show can do this to one of its main characters. Yeah. One of its beloved main characters. Because like, let's not forget, like Mary was the shit season one and two. Like yeah. we loved her. I would imagine that a lot of people related to her in many ways. Like a lot of young mm-hmm. female viewers were like all about that life. You know what I mean? And then how do you completely 180 that yep. to where, like, you can't even stand to, like, look at her anymore? Like, what the fuck? Exactly. Oh, my gosh. Mm. It's really sad. Uh, I don't know, man. Just write her off. I know. I, th- I feel like that's going to, like, I feel like at this point, the only recourse they have is either she gets her shit together goes to college and then like that's like and that's she goes the only away. option that's left for her or or like legit like she like has to like she, like they kick her out of the house because she's so far gone or you know what i mean like mm-hmm. it's like it's one of the oh it's let me rephrase all of my thoughts my point is the only options left for mary are like extreme options either she like cleans up and like gets back on track completely mm-hmm. or she like falls off the rails completely and it's like well gotta kick you out and never see you again disown you yeah like there's no more happy medium for her there's no compromise she can't like go to school part-time because that's not gonna work ever again no. like she's so like fucking far gone that like all she can do is like either clean up or get kicked out yeah i don't know she should just be sent to the colonel yeah but that's not gonna work he tried he fucking tried with her no. and she was so stupid and like 
didn't even have the wherewithal to like, this is your chance, dude. He's giving you an out. He's yeah. letting you save face and everything and be like, okay, I, I goofed around for a few months, but like I'm back on track. I have the support and the help of the colonel. No, she's like, fuck that. I just need cash. Like, yeah. oh my God, you are crazy. I don't know. It's, yeah. <laughs> I can have nothing to say other than she's I just know. annoying. There's really not much more to say, honestly. Should we uh, rate the episode? Sure. Okay. You want me to go first? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm giving this a 7.5. What? <laughs> I know. Does it seem too high? I thought about it. I actually like this episode a lot. Like, I laughed really hard. There was a lot of, like, good comedy beats. Um, I really like Lucy's story in this. Um, yeah. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I hear you. Well, yeah, it is funny, and some parts were actually kind of cute. Yeah. Oh, well, six. Okay. I love quick, quick sidebar. Ruthie um, explaining why it's okay for her to watch a PG-13 movie. (laughs) (laughs) It's my new... So my new phrase for that is (laughs) Ruthie-splaining. Ruthie-splaining. When she's like... Because she's like, she wants to watch a PG-13 movie. And he's like, you're not 13. And she goes, yeah, but with parental guidance, anything's okay. Yeah. <laughs> as long as parents explain the sex, nudity, and violence. <laughs> like... <laughs> oh, my God. It's how a lot so of it's, it's, a, like... it's how a lot of kids watch Titanic. Is it? Okay. Was that a PG-13? Yeah, oh. it was PG-13. Had it been rated R, it wouldn't have made a lot of money. tits and everything? It, exactly. If it had an R rating, it wasn't going to make a lot of money. It's rare that you find an R-rated movie making that much money. Like, I think recently that just broke the cycle. Well, with Deadpool. Yeah. That, yeah. It was only, I think, R-rated movie that's made that much money. Yeah. Huh. I don't know how they got away with PG-13 for that one. At oh, the I time. Oh, the tits. I mean, because it's the only, there's no cursing. It's, yeah. And... There's obviously some violence with, like, Billy Zane's character. Yeah, but I've seen it. And, of course, all the gory deaths that happen, of course, in that movie. Not gory, but, like, the the guy who falls and, like, hits the fucking rotor fan and all that shit. Um, And, like, the myriad of people that drown and shit. But, um, yeah, I guess, yeah. It was a different time, though. I mean, it was the 90s. Yeah. (laughs) Like, holy shit, that movie's 20 years old. Um... Oh my god, it's that old. I know. And we're that old. We're that old. <laughs> um, okay, yeah, so I think that about does it for us. Yeah, about does it. All right. Um, as always, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review on uh, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. If you like what you hear, please tell a friend. Um, you can follow us at For Heaven's Sake Pod on all the places or write it right to us at for heaven's sake show at gmail.com um do write us in though about what you think about eric and annie's doing it style i'm curious <laughs> i want to i want to crowdsource opinions on that <laughs> that would be fun um and until next time bye bye